This is Unclaimed Bands, show 123. Hey music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight our guest is Cersei. Welcome. Hello. Hi. I'm uh, glad you guys could take time to uh, to do this interview. Uh, I know you're busy touring, and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, a little later on. Uh, can you just do me a favor and introduce yourselves and tell us what you do in the band? My name is Rich. I am the guitarist, and I also play bass with my feet, and I am on stage eye candy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my name is Melanie. I am the vocalist for the band. I am also the drummer, and live I play the drums standing up, and I also play the other half of the bass parts that Rich does not play, and I play them on a keyboard that I have mounted on my drums. I play that with my drumstick. So you play the the bass pieces while he's busy being eye candy on stage, yes. right? It's a full-time job to be eye candy. It's amazing how he does multitask, though, and throw some other stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good, good that you're there to pick that up for him. Uh, we'll tell you what, before we jump fully into the interview here, um, let's give everybody a taste of your music. Uh, what are we going to hear? Uh, we're going to hear a song called Cannonball, which is the first track off of the latest record. All right, this is Cannonball.
All right, that was Cannonball by Cersei. Tell me a little bit about that song. That song actually started uh, like a lot of our songs do with Rich noodling around on the guitar in a sound check. Um, and he actually started playing that riff and I loved it. <laughs> so we were at sound check, so it wasn't anything that we could work on it at that moment. So he kept playing it over and over. The He kept playing that riff over and over and I recorded him on the cell phone so that we could then work on it later in rehearsal. It's kind of weird how that, you know, when you're writing songs for an album, how things progress. You know, it was one of the earlier tunes that we had written in this group of songs uh, they were considering for the Coming the Frame CD. And uh, it was kind of one of those things where, like, I know a lot of songwriters do this. You kind of get in your own way. So we wrote the song and initially I really liked it. And then, you know, kind of we played it live a bunch of times and we kept retweaking the demo. And it got to the point where I said to Melanie, I don't think I, I even like the song anymore or even want it on the record. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, we had submitted the demos to uh, a couple of different producers when we were just trying to figure out where, we, you know, what producers we were going to use to record the record. And uh, they almost all picked that song as like one of the, the target tracks. And it kind of took on a new life uh, and differed a little bit from the uh, from the original demo, which is cool. It's just it's always funny because, you know, if it was up to maybe just me, that wouldn't have made it on the record, which. <laughs> I think probably would have been a mistake because it's, it's one of my it favorite It definitely would have been on the record because I would have fought for it. <laughs> and I'm really the one who wears the pants. So seeing as how he's just wow. the eye candy. You're not wearing <laughs> pants right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Uh, how did you guys start? How did this all, all get together? Uh, well, you know, Melanie and I were just kind of, uh, you know, kind of in and out of bands in, in high school and, and college. And then uh, we both ended up being in, in college near each other. And, uh, you know, we kind of started playing with some other folks and, uh, uh, you know, not playing out very much. But. We actually met, uh, I actually met this uh, drummer. Um, I was going to see a Star Trek movie. I can't remember which Star Trek movie it was, but... Um, I, w I went into the uh, lobby to get some snacks or something, and I ran into this guy who was a drummer, and he said he was trying to form this this um, band to make extra money, and, and did I want to come audition? So I went and auditioned, and um, I met Rich, who was wearing a Star Wars shirt in the... Um, in the rehearsal space, and I said, who is this guy? And we instantly clicked. And we did not stay in that band longer than, I think, a month. And then we left and, and formed Cersei and started uh, writing songs together. So it's really because of our mutual love of sci-fi that any of this came together at all. See, once again, sci-fi, for those haters out there, uh -huh. has, has positive results all the way around. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It Although was... the hierarchy clearly is Star Wars first, then Star Trek. Uh -huh. We just need to be clear about that. I love them both, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get into that debate just in case there's any, any rifts out there, but okay. <laughs> I, I don't need any more hate mail. Um, <laughs> you know, does. with that, when you guys left that band and you, you know, you decided to work together, I mean, did you, from the very beginning, did you, you know, make the decision that it was just going to be like the two of you or, you know, um, 
Well, no. And when we first started, we we definitely started as a duo, and we started playing as a duo, and we were writing songs like that. And um, uh, Rich was actually more of a bass player at the time, and um, was just playing acoustic songs, uh, acoustic guitar, because we were writing and then just playing them out live, like an acoustic duo. So like he would play acoustic guitar, I would sing and throw in some percussion. Um, but we were writing rock songs, and so we decided, well, let's get some more people to be in our band. Um, so for a couple of years, we tried playing as a four-piece. And, um, you know, we got to play with some really talented people, but we never found two other people that really clicked with us mm -hmm. and uh, were able to really hop on board with songwriting and share the same sort of vision that we did. Mm -hmm. So we decided to go back to being the original two-piece, except just playing all the instruments ourselves. And really, Rich came up with the idea of how we would do the bass and everything with just the, the two of us. So, And then it started to kind of take on a life of its own, and uh, it's it's been really cool. Well, I got to tell you, you know, the first thing that happens when we're, when we're choosing uh... – choosing bands for uh through reverb nation for this is you know we listened to the music first and um had someone walked up and told me before i went and de delved into your profile that it was just the two of you i i would have told them no it can't be uh yeah. thanks you know seriously i mean i've seen i've seen other people play very minimalistic with performers but you can see a lot of um you tend to hear a lot of the electronica coming through with a yeah, lot of them yes. where you guys don't have that at all. And it just blew me away. And then watching some of the videos with you, you playing and, you know, and switching over and playing different instruments. Like, you know, when you go from playing uh, drums to flute, but you're still yeah. playing drum at the same time, you know, and, and then obviously Richard, you playing bass with your foot, yeah. you know, uh, does, I have to, you know, kind of, kind of akin to like the whole idea of patting yourself on the head and rubbing your stomach. Do you find <laughs> difficult, you know, doing that or is it all like, you know, natural uh, to you now? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really, uh, daunting at first, you know, cause we had, we had played, uh, you know, live on and off for uh, a year or two as the four piece. So when we transitioned into the two piece thing, there was already a bunch of songs that we, had been playing live so it was a and then it was like all of a sudden we had to do all of them as just the two of us and so the first couple that we worked out were really like we were like oh my god how how the hell are we gonna be able to do this <laughs> uh but then we found out different things like uh that that we do when we now approach the songs and that's like uh we figure who has uh the harder part in the verse of the chorus and uh and the person that has the the less hard part for them will play the bass so that's what we do in a lot of songs like uh like uh say in one song i'll play the uh the bass in the verse and melanie will play it in the chorus so one person isn't having to be tied down to playing the bass for the whole song uh and then, you know, we argue over the other parts, the bridge, and, and Melanie usually will take it when I'm soloing, and when she's doing the flute, you know, I'll, I'll try to cover it. Uh, and, you know, it, it gets to the point with the songs where you don't think about it so much anymore. Like, uh, you know, I, 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 it's akin to uh, driving stick shift, for those of you that drive stick shift. Like, when you first start to do it after driving an automatic, you're like, oh my God, this is a lot to do with my hands and my feet, but then... You know, after you've done it for a while. You just kind of feel it. Yeah. And you just do it. I, I think also um, the way that we play the bass has become 
just an instrument that we have become practiced at now. Mm-hmm. So like in the beginning, it was very foreign to us, just like when you have never played the guitar and you start to play the guitar and then you become better at it and you're not looking at your fingers anymore and you're just playing it. And I feel like that's how, you know, that I play a, a sample pad that I have set up and we both play piano. So like that's kind of what we used as our, uh, got as our model or our guide. So he has, this this pedal board set up at his feet that he has set up basically like a piano that he's playing with his feet and I have one mounted to my drum kit and you know it's in the same concept of a, of a piano where when you press the key a note rings out and then you have to press another key and another mm-hmm. note rings out we're not playing along with like a pre-recorded bass part or a loop which yeah, is yeah. we're doing it's like you hit the key and then the note rings out and then you hit the next key and the note rings out and it's really become another instrument for us, and we've gotten better as it at it as we've gone along. Mm-hmm. And so now it's not like something that you really think about. You're not watching your hands, and you know. And it's a really cool thing, like uh, you know, with other bands. It's very different than other bands I've been in. It's like a you know, we're very connected in every moment of every song. Yeah. You know, you're you're relying when you stop playing. When I stop playing the bass, I know that Melanie's got to pick it up, and it's it's funny yeah. to watch musicians in the crowd who can who know that something is going on but they're not quite sure why and you can see them coming and, and trying to get close to the <laughs> stage and looking and pointing yeah we uh, can always tell when a musician is watching us because they're pointing at his feet and my hands and they're telling where the bass is changing and they're watching the changes you know <laughs> so yeah yeah, I mean, t- totally amazed me because, I mean, obviously I've seen people play dual instruments and everything, but just what you said there, you know, you, you're sharing that that one instrument throughout mm-hmm. the song, and you have to you have to know that the other person is going to pick it up and all that. That's yeah. that's just incredible to me, and it was uh, it's not only fun to listen to, but obviously great to watch the live videos and everything yeah. and catch some of that. I'm not a musician myself, but certainly seeing that something's going on there. Yeah, um, yeah. that's just that's just uh, wow, like really incredible. Um, you know, to to that for both of you, since no other musicians quite could fill the void there, and you have to take up the slack for both. If you could, if you could collaborate with any one artist, living or dead, who would it be, and why? Alive or dead? Live or dead? Yep, you can choose either. Paul McCartney. Yeah, I would. I would have to say Paul as well. Any any particular reason? I mean, could it be the fact that he's a bass player? For me, he's written some of my all-time favorite songs. He's like the king of, well, I mean, the Beatles are my all-time favorite band. And, um, you know, they've written some of the most amazing melodies, timeless songs, mm-hmm. songs that really resonate with me. Yeah. So I would I would just love to learn from that. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, the, the same for me. Like, I, I think of a song off of... Uh, uh, I think it was when Paul was with Wings, uh, he has a song called Silly Love Songs, which is obviously very popular. And you just listen to that song and like you hear that, you know, that like very melodic bass line. And you're like, wow, that's just basically enough melody to carry the entire song. But then he has like this great orchestral thing happening over it. And then the melody itself is, is uh, and you know, they just all work together perfectly. It's just, it, you know, it's an amazing thing. And he is a multi-instrumentalist as well. So you, you know, you get, uh, you know, his perspective from many different instruments in the songwriting. And it just seems it would be really cool to, we, we've to also <laughs> been lucky to see him, uh, play live twice. And, um, I can't imagine how many shows he has played in his mm-hmm. lifetime. 
Uh, it's it's a lot. And he seemed to, he's either like a really great actor <laughs> or he's just really sincerely joyful on stage about, uh, when he plays music. And that is just really pure and beautiful to see. So it would be neat to be around that energy, I think. It sure would be neat, Alan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I, I think he'd get a kick out of the way you guys play bass, though, too. You know I mean? Oh, yeah, I totally, totally would. Or he would punch us both in the face. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Probably turn to the other bandmates and go, if I knew I could do this, you guys could have given me a break. <laughs> um, you know, you guys uh, you talk about him touring, but you, you tour a lot. You guys do like 200 shows a year. Yeah. Um, for a band that tours like that, what, what's like the hardest part of touring and what's the best part of touring for you? This is for both of you. Uh, I mean, the hardest part, uh, is basically just trying to survive, survive uh, both financially and just the, uh, health wise, yeah. like making sure that you actually sleep and eat that day before the show is, is much more challenging when you're on the road and, um, you want to, you know, you want to try to get enough sleep and eat something that's going to make you have energy and not just, you know, sugar, which is what you always seem to want to eat in the car. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, a, you know, we were talking to some other musician friends of ours from Australia and it's, you know, when you're on the road, it's Travis Cottle. I should check yes. him out. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's not a, uh, it's, it's not a vacation, you know, you're not like out for a couple of weeks where, you know, you can just go out and see the sights and, and, uh, go drinking and eat decadent food because you're on a vacation. It's like, you know, it is your everyday life. So, like, if you have that mentality that you're on vacation, you know, your life basically starts to slip away. So it's really hard to have that routine and uh, and the discipline to, you know, I, mm -hmm. I mean, I like to work out. So, like, I want to work out in the hotel or whatever. You, you know, you need to find time to do things Yeah, it's like challenging that. to just live real life, yeah. I think, on the road. That's, like, the biggest challenge. But then, you know, the, the joy that comes with touring is unmatched by anything else. I mean, we get to travel all around and see amazing things. Our, our, uh, the United States is really quite beautiful. Yeah. There are some really amazing things to see. And, um, I mean, in 2013, I think we hit our touring record. We drove, what was it? 62,000 miles it in 60, one year. 63. And, um, you know, we, we got to see some really amazingly beautiful sights and, each city or town has its own sort of personality and um, you, you get to meet these different characters mm -hmm. when you go into towns and, and some people who uh, will come up to you and, and tell you that a song that you've written has changed their life and they'll tell you their story and that kind of stuff is, I mean, that's why we do it. So that's really awesome mm -hmm. that we get to travel around and, and, actually have personal contact with these people who like our stuff it's different than just an email you know? yeah yeah well that's that's, well, that's really cool that's cool that you guys like touring like that and and everything and just kind of curious because we don't we don't normally get to talk to too many bands that that tour as rigorously as as you do and uh, it's great to hear that you you know you do find something you like about it so yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's, it's we're awesome. certainly not doing it for the money no <laughs> No, no, I, yeah, I, now that's something that's common, kind of common with every band I meet yeah, you know, yeah. right now, but one day, right? One day. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah. I'll keep looking forward. Uh, I'll tell you what, why don't we take another pause and listen to uh, another song here?
Uh, what are we going to let everybody hear? Uh, this is a song called Red Letter Days. All right. This is Red Letter Days. Heaven is it came on like a wonder. That was Red Letter Days. Rich, Mel, where's the best place for everybody out there listening to get the latest information for Cersei? Uh, well, Sean, thanks for asking. You could go to <laughs> Cersei.com. That's S-I-R-S-Y.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're Facebook. Facebook. Uh, we are at Facebook slash Cersei Band. We're also on Twitter and YouTube and Instagram and Reverb Nation. Give a shout out to Reverb Nation since that's how we met you. We're at Reverb Nation slash Cersei. Um, but if you go to Cersei.com, there's links to all that stuff. There. It's, all, it's all there. Any live journal yeah, or anything? Just click the little picture and it'll send you there. That's so convenient. Yes. Okay, cool, cool. Well, everybody out there listening, you know where to 
get all the information now after you're done listening to this show. So I just want to make sure we get that done. Uh, are you guys, you know, your, your last, uh, actually last two records, you did did your one record, and then you also did a, a record of live recordings as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, in 2013, are you guys working on anything new? We are. We are currently in the middle of uh, a concentrated time of writing, um, which is often very difficult because of the amount that we travel. Uh, fortunately, I do like to noodle on the guitar, and so we, we, we write a lot of songs. This, they start that way, like, uh, like we said earlier with Cannonball, where you know, in Soundcheck, I'll just be noodling around and Melanie's be inspired you know, to write a melody over it, and then we'll whip out the phone and record it and, and do that whole thing. So you know, after doing a, you know, a couple of months of shows, we'll have a bunch of crap on our phone, and then you know, we find time to uh, sit in the studio. Actually, we're probably going to do that tonight, uh, just sit there and then try to mix and match ideas and try to make them more focused and, and into songs. And we're, we're hoping to be in the studio by the end of the year, and we're actually toying with the idea of doing a, a, just a, an EP of five or six songs, um, but we have, we're still debating that. We have, we okay. We'll see how many songs we write and how yeah. many the producers like and actually want to record. Okay, so, so maybe, maybe sometime beginning of the year then, maybe? That's what we're hoping for. We're hoping, for. yes. All right. Yeah. Cool. We'll just keep looking on the website then, and we'll, we'll keep up with that. Uh, definitely all of us. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, from watching the video Cannonball, I uh, love the video, love the song too, but yeah. and seeing the video, I, I noticed the splash that comes up first says that it was made from videos that, uh, or, or from cell phone videos that your fans did. Yeah. yeah. So, first off, look great, love everything with it, because when I saw that, I'm like, okay, I automatically I thought, oh, wow, they're already excusing what's going to be poor quality. But then it wasn't. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. Yeah. Um, how, how did you – I don't want to say how did you get your fans to do it, but how did you – you know, how did that work where you collected all that video and, and used it? I mean, did you just put out something that was, everybody? once again, the genius of Rich. Well, he came up know. with that idea. I'm not – apparently I'm not just eye candy. Uh, <laughs> I, I just thought it would be it would be cool. You know, it's always great when you can get fans involved in helping you create any sort of uh, of, of your art. Um, and, uh, and our fans are often very willing to help. So I thought it would be cool. You know, we'd have everyone shoot uh, this song and then you would get multiple angles and uh, – we, Well, we picked a show yes. and we advertised everybody we're going to be – shooting a music video at this show and actually you're going to be shooting the music video. So come to the show and bring your cell phone and, um, and then shoot and then they shot the yep. video and then they, well, they, well, we have a, we have a super fan. His name is Chet and he is a, uh, tech tech genius. So he basically just built a web page for me that people could go in and uh, upload, and their, upload video. their video and then, you know, click off a, a disclaimer thing so that we could use it uh, without having to worry about that down the road. So, uh, you know, I ended up with, I don't know, like 50 or 60 different cell phone wow. uh, videos uh, that uploaded right to our server. I downloaded them all and, and then I edited them, them together. Uh, which into was, the video that you see. Which was a long, arduous, yeah. it seemed like it was going to be really easy, but like, you know, the song itself is only three minutes long and I got like 60 videos. So I really only needed like three seconds from each one at the most. 
Uh, and I tried to just bounce around so everyone got some some camera time. And it was really cool. Some of them were really into it. Like they were, you know, like swirling the camera and getting up close and going far away. And uh, They did a great job. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. They did yeah. zooming and other things. So uh, it, it was cool. I didn't really have to do much to the video because uh, it was just automatically had that grainy film look to it. But uh, it was a really fun experience. And, uh, and it was totally free. Yeah. Wow, that 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 was that's just inspired. Seriously, that <laughs> is genius. That is absolute genius, and um, I'm sure that many many bands will be ripping you off eventually. Yeah, yeah well they should. That. It's yeah. really cool because um, if you were going to shoot a live video like that professionally, you'd have to have six sixty paid camera yeah. people mm -hmm. in the audience to get all those angles. So, and you know, who's going to do a better job than your fans who already. <laughs> are excited about it. My know? my favorite part was the, uh, the when I got all the videos, there was a bunch of crap before the song and after it, some of which was a little traumatizing to see. <laughs> I mean, there was, you know, there was maybe some alcohol consumption and people were sticking them in their pants <laughs> and filming people doing where I was just, uh, I, that's going to be an additional behind the scenes. Yeah. I was like, holy crap, what are people sending me? <laughs> Yeah, there was one video of some people making out. Yeah, and, uh, it was like it was, yeah, it was something. Some crazy yeah. stuff. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, you know, gotta take the good with the bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, you guys have been around now for a while, and what, what, longevity-wise, what do you think is the key to you know, for you guys to keep going so far, and you know, for all this time, and and is that what you feel will sustain you going forward? Uh, I would say having a good sense of humor, <laughs> um, being, uh, being able to put things into perspective. Um, neither of us ever got into music to be rich and famous. Uh, we play music because we sincerely love to play music and we sincerely love to write music. And, um, we try to... We try to take in a moment every time a fan will tell us, hey, this song that you wrote, this affected me in my life because of this. And when they tell you that, I mean, that is like when you know that something that you've created and something that you've written has changed someone's life. I mean, that's that's better than a huge paycheck. Yeah. So yeah. like we, we try to keep that in mind um, because it is a lot of hard work to be in an indie band. It's a lot of hard work, but when you can really take a moment to let that stuff kind of soak in, it makes it all worth it. It makes the, the 10 hour drives not so awful. Yeah. I mean, you, you definitely have to keep in mind that you, you don't have to be, and we may never be a household name, but that doesn't need to be the case in order to have a very successful career. And, and in order and, to make an impact. And, and, yeah. And, and be able to make connection with people through, through your art. Uh, you know, that sounds kind of corny, but I mean, that's really what it's about is, you know, you're just trying to reach as many people uh, and inspire them or make them sad or make them laugh. And we, you know, we try to do that in our music and also our live shows. I mean, we're, we're definitely a, a, a smiley kind of band, although we do have some songs that are, uh, uh, you know, have serious content. But generally, our, when you come to our show, it's just a fun experience, which is, I mean, for me, it's always been what it's about. I mean, it's very fun to play music for people, so it should be fun for them to see you. And, uh, you know, I, I think that we kind of have hit that. So, like, as long as our 
we're still enjoying playing live. Uh, and we, then we people still will do it, hopefully right? will enjoy still coming to see us. So right. no, that's cool. That's not corny at all, man. Not yeah. at all. Trust <laughs> me. I, I'd rather hear that, you know, nine times out of ten from a band than, well, I want to be famous and have a mansion and blah 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 and whatever. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool. Well, look, we're going to wrap things up here. Um, before we go, is there anything you want to say to any of your fans out there? Um, uh, may the force be with you. Waka <laughs> <laughs> waka. <Locker, locker. laughs> nice. Well, look, I want, I want to thank you both for taking time to do this interview. I know how busy you are. And um, um, once we again, I'm glad you were able to submit it and all and for this. It's just been great. I, I, I'm hoping to see your band play sometime in the near future live. I haven't had the pleasure yet. But uh, I'm only in Philly. You guys play in New York a lot, so I'm sure I can make a trip up there. That's not a yeah. problem. Uh, okay, everybody. Uh, my guests tonight have been Cersei. Make sure you go to the webpage, listen to more of their stuff, buy some of their music, and go see them live, too. Uh, I guarantee you, just from the videos I saw, I, I can't wait. Okay, it's going to be very entertaining. And you guys look like you have a lot of fun when you're playing live. So I'm sure that, that goes over well with, uh, with fans. It transcends very well. So, All right, everybody. This is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. Until next time, uh, be back for more great music from more great bands like Cersei. Thanks, everybody. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.